Hi, welcome to this episode of Adventures in Bad Parenting and Other Weird Stories. After I graduated from high school, my parents decided they wanted to move back from California to Wyoming, where they were from originally, and I ended up going with them, and my life has never been funnier or stranger since. So I'm bringing you this episode all based on life in small towns. It is called Small Town Awesomeness. Chapter 1, Fun at the Walmart. If you live in a small town, you've probably been to a Walmart a lot, either in your town or you'll make a 45-minute hour-long drive just to get to a Walmart because that's the biggest store close to you. People talk about how in small towns everybody knows everybody, and that experience was compounded and even more strange for me at a Walmart in Evanston, Wyoming. I don't remember what I was doing there, but I do remember one of the employees stared at one of the customers like for a prolonged time and then said, Where do I know you from? Was it jail? And the other guy said, yeah, it was jail. Yeah, I remember you. And they talked for a while. They had both known each other in jail. And thank goodness they were happy to see each other. There were no shanks pulled out or or shootings. They seemed like good jail friends. But I always thought that was funny that, you know, the Walmart associate, as they were called, was excited to see his old cellmate or whatever and was not concerned at all about announcing to the whole store he was excited to see his old prison pal. Another adventure I had at Walmart was in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I think it was in 2004. I'm not a sports guy, but I remember hearing about this and I tried to look it up. On the 19th of November, someone threw a cup of beer at a Pacers game and hit one of the players, and then the player jumped into the stands and like beat people up. It was in the aftermath of the beer pacers incident that I'm at the Walmart looking for a video game and not thinking too much about sports, but one of the employees at Walmart said to one of the other employees, you know that was stupid, that pacers crap. What that guy should have done instead of throwing his beer at that guy, he should have drunk the beer and then thrown the empty cup at him. And, and, you know, the other employee was in, like, firm agreement. He was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And even I was kind of like, well... I don't agree with any of this crap, but I I do see where Mr. Walmart's coming from on this. Chapter 2, The Blair Witch Project. I ended up in Laramie, Wyoming, going to the University of Wyoming. And I remember, you know, I'd gotten settled into the dorms. I asked the dudes in the dorms, hey, I'm going to go see The Blair Witch Project. You guys want to come? I was so stoked to see that movie. I don't care what you say. I still think it's an awesome movie. I remember, though, I was in the theater there. In Laramie, Wyoming, if you've ever been to that one, it had a bathroom, a men's bathroom, where you like went down the scary flight of stairs into like a cave and peed into a trough. I mean, it was like you weren't sure if you were peeing into the sink or the trough or what. Anyway, I go pee, and then I come back, and I, I start watching The Blair Witch Project, and there's some big old redneck boys behind me watching this movie. I'm not sure why the rednecks wanted to see that movie. My guess is because they spend a lot of time in the woods, so maybe those guys were like, hey, this is something we can relate to. But the funny thing is... As I'm watching the movie, and those kids in the Blair Witch Project are wandering around lost, and they don't know what to do, one of the rednecks behind me said, just follow the river. Just, just you're, you're crossing over creeks and streams, you're talking about it. Just follow the river, it'll get you somewhere. And he was right. I'd always heard that if you're in the woods, a good way to not end up walking around in circles, I don't think this is always you know, a fact, is to find a moving body of water like a stream or river, and then, yeah, follow it. Because it'll go somewhere, preferably follow it downstream so you're not going up into the mountains. And there was something very profound about that moment where, again, growing up in California, people had said mean things about people from Wyoming, and people always try to downplay rural people as stupid or backward. But right there, I heard some words of wisdom 
during the Blair Witch Project. His buddy said something that was not wise. He said, y'all should just ditch those packs and, and get out of there, meaning, like, you know, leave the backpacks. Um, my limited understanding of survival situations is you actually want to keep all of your equipment and, and gear with you as much as you can, depending on the circumstances. So he probably was a lower-grade redneck. Like, maybe he, had, he, maybe he had just moved from California and was just trying, you know, to fit in. But Mr. Follow the River um, was a totem, a factotum of wisdom and... and it makes me want to be more like these Wyoming folks every day. Next chapter, Thunder Bombs or Black Cats. My job after my freshman year of college was to sell fireworks right on the border with Utah. And I had a lot of fun. It was a really fun place to work. It was like a huge warehouse full of fireworks and I got half off. And believe it or not, we used to test the fireworks in the parking lot. I mean, the bosses would come out. It was a big event. We would test all the new products in the parking lot to be ready to tell the customers what they did. Anyway, I'm doing good selling me some fireworks. And this lady comes in and she was like, do you have this kind of firework? And I was like, well, what does it do? Because sometimes, you know, fireworks would do the same thing but have a different name. And she explained a little bit. And then she's like, and it sounds like a horse breaking wind. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, it sounds like a horse breaking wind. And I didn't know horses broke wind. You know, my, my experience with horses had always been like watching John Wayne movies with my dad. And believe me, you never saw John Wayne jump on a horse or you never hear the horse, you know, pass gas. You know, that's so I thought this lady maybe had seen my license plate and knew I wasn't from around there and was just messing with me. But as my time in Wyoming increased and that meant I was around more and more horses, they do. They do pass gas. But I feel really bad for letting that earnest uh, cowgirl lady down and not being able to help her because what I said to her was, I don't think I've lived here long enough yet to know what that sounds like. Anyway, I just wanted to say, horse-breaking wind, firework lady, if you were out there, I am sorry that I failed our people and brought shame upon the name of Wyoming. But one day I will figure this out. And if you're out there, go ahead and send me an email and I will get you the product you need because that's how we do it in Wyoming. Incidentally, that fireworks place caught on fire, which sounds like, you know, something from a movie. But sure enough, we were packed to the gills selling fireworks. And all of a sudden, someone shouted, hey, you have a fire over there. And I looked out and someone had taken a whole bunch of artillery shells, lit them on fire, threw them into the field across the street from the parking lot and set it on fire. And I've never seen so many good Wyoming folks moving so quickly. Uh, and I remember running and grabbing a fire extinguisher, and it was a huge one because it's a fireworks store, and I'm like trying to run with it, and I'm not a big or strong guy, and I'm running, and I'm making it across the parking lot, and we had this one little guy who worked there who looked like a toad, and he was built like a fire extinguisher, so I made it all the way across the parking lot and then slammed the fire extinguisher into his arms, hoping he could finish the last of the relay to the fire across the street from the fireworks store and put it out, and uh... I remember he kept bringing that up to me later after we put the fire out. Of, well, you hit me really hard with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> it's like, well, I kind of wanted to put out, you know, the fire at the place where I work that's full of gunpowder and who knows what. But, yeah, that, that really happened that a fireworks store caught on fire and luckily we were able to put it out. Next chapter, like shoe shopping, but for men. One thing about living in Wyoming is sometimes no matter how small the town is, it'll still have two or three gun stores. So after moving to Cheyenne, Wyoming, I walk into a gun store for the first time, and I'm just kind of looking around like an idiot, and this one guy behind the counter wants to sell me a brand new 9mm for only $125. I was younger back then, and I couldn't tell people no. I couldn't be like, hey, that's a high point, no one wants it, don't sell me that crap. I was like, 
oh man, I don't know, I really want a gun, but uh, my girlfriend will throw a fit. I can't think of a more wussy way to stick up for yourself, but that's what I said. And Mr. Gun Guy there, Mr. High Point $125 9mm, said the funniest thing ever said in a gun store. He said, well, what you don't tell your girlfriend, she don't need to know. (laughs) Next chapter, Funny Farm. So my wife and I were watching the Chevy Chase movie Funny Farm the other day, and uh, it's about a guy who moves from, from New York to, I think, Vermont. And I love that movie. I think it's hilarious. There's a part where he eats, like, I think over 20-something lamb fries, and he doesn't know what they are. He's just eating them one after another, and then he finds out that he's eating lamb testicles. And he, I think he, like, spits it out and throws up and gets sick. Well, <clears throat> I got sent to shoot a documentary about ranching and... A big part of it, a big you know, seasonal event, is when they castrate the new lambs. So I spent all day taping them castrating lambs, and you just sort of get used to it. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, castrating lambs. I'm glad that's not me down there. And then the rancher was super nice, and he was like, you guys should come over for dinner. And I was like, okay. And sure enough, they handed us these things that were, they were dark. I can't remember if they were like brown or blackish or purplish. And they were long, like green beans. And they'd been deep fried, and I started eating them. And they were really good. And sure enough, they were lamb testicles that the wife had fried up. Unlike Chevy Chase, who, as much as I enjoy his movies, I think was weak sauce in that movie, I ate a bunch. I didn't get sick. I just ate them and ate them. Because you know what? Whether it's French fries or zucchini or testicles, if things are deep fried, they taste good. It doesn't really matter. She probably could have given us like strips from an old rubber tire, like the tire chips that your kids, you know, fall in when they play on the playground. If you deep fry them, I mean, they might be a little chewy, but it's just going to taste like deep fried anything. And so I think there's some redneck wisdom in that too, that when you're hungry and something's deep fried, you'll eat anything. Next chapter, fun in Worland, Wyoming. My favorite thing to do when I'm on the road is to go to grocery stores that have a deli and sit in the deli and just work on my writing. And I've noticed that, like, a lot of these delis in these small towns, there's always, like, a home guard of old men who have, like, you know, like, farmall baseball hats and VFW belt buckles. And they kind of sit around and they shoot the breeze. And they're usually pretty good old boys. Sometimes they seem like they're sort of like Statler and Waldorf. If you don't know who that is, those are the two old guy Muppets that hang out in the balcony and make fun of everything. Sometimes these old guys are like that, and sometimes they're just really quiet drinking their coffee. I'm sitting there working on my horror novel, and one of the old boys, who seemed like a nice old guy, said to the other guys, I tell you, I don't drink anymore. And they're like, yeah? And he said, you know why? And they're like, why? And he's like, well, after my first beer, I get a little loose. And then my second beer, I get angry. And then after my third beer, I get, and then he used a word that I don't want to repeat here, but it basically means lustful. <laughs> I didn't know you were allowed to say that word in Wyoming, especially when you're this old like conservative rancher or farmer or whatever he was. But um, I thought that was really funny. And the thing is, I the guys around him kind of smiled and nodded like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't like, oh, yeah, me too. Or, uh, huh. You know, they just kind of smiled and nodded and sipped their coffee. And then as the old guys pulled out, Mr. You know, three beer troublemaker walks over to me and he's like, what you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm just just enjoy writing a little bit because I don't want to explain to people like, oh, no, I have a novel published. But you come off like a like a jerk. It's like, oh, I just I just do a little writing. And he's like, oh, that's good. You're writing a book. And I said, oh, I just enjoy writing. And he's like, ah, well, you have a good day. And I think he patted me on the shoulder and walked off to 
go and enjoy his life of sobriety. Anyway, that always sticks with me. Mr. Three Beers Big Trouble, if you're out there and you give me your name, I will write it in on the next ballot. Because I'm pretty sure I would like a guy like you running the country more than anybody who ever has in the probably the past 20 years. Because you have a sense of self-control and self-awareness. And you're nice to people. All right, my final story comes from the State Mental Hospital in Evanston, Wyoming. If you've ever seen the movie SLC Punk about punk rockers in Salt Lake City, there's a part where they go up to Wyoming to buy beer. And because the film wanted to be all stereotypical, they made it seem like people who worked at the liquor store had never seen punks before or had never seen anyone dressed strangely. So the owner of the liquor store grabs the phone and says, they must have let you out of the state home. Let me call them. That movie, when I saw it, made me laugh my head off because the state home for people who have uh, mental health problems really is in Evanston, Wyoming, and I really did work there for a little while. We all gathered into the gymnasium, and one of the clients started singing, and he was really good at it. It was really beautiful, but one of the other clients decided at that time to drop some truth bombs on us, to drop some wisdom on all of us, and he said, hey, y'all know what? A boot full of peas is still better than a shoe full of crap, and... I don't know. I mean, somewhere in the dark recesses of whatever this guy was dealing with, he was kind of right. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't really want either experience, but, you know, I I think there's some validity to what he's saying. But one of the other people who had worked there longer than me was like, no, sit down, be quiet. He's trying to sing. You don't need to share that right now. But later, Mr. Bootful of Pee, better than a shoe full of crap guy, um, was doing like arts and crafts and my job was supposed to be to kind of watch them. I only worked for like a weekend doing this and then I got a, a closer, more lucrative job, but I should have kept this job at the state home cause it was much more interesting. Mr. Boot Philippi said to one of the other clients, I'm getting out soon. And he's like, you are? He's like, yeah, I'm getting out of here soon. And he was like, oh, well, one thing I need you to do if you're getting out of here, this is a client speaking is treat women better. And the guy was like, I'm getting out of here soon. And he's like, the other day when we were playing softball, you slid into Melanie really hard with your feet and knocked her down. And you just, you need to treat women better. And he said, I'm getting out of here soon. All right, whether you live in a big town or a small town, being a parent is hard work. I hope that you're safe and well. And I promise you, eventually, we're going to get through this. Hang in there.